Welcome to Wicked Wednesdays. This is episode 34. Um, we recorded about five hours of audio the other night, and um, we lost over half of it. Um, if you don't follow our Facebook group, you should. Well, you know, hint there, but um. If you don't follow our Facebook group, I've been I I posted about the fact that um, we were going to discuss the I guess you could say religious atrocities or the things that men have done in the name of God and um, but one of the things um, we talked about we had my brother-in-law, my sister, myself, and Alan and um, one of the first things that we talked about was our our religious beliefs. Um, and the reason why we talked about that was because we wanted to kind of show where even though you have two people or you have like, you know, a group of people that, you know, who supposedly are not, I hate using more supposedly, who all believe in God that um, they can all believe something different. That they don't agree just, you know, in... And also, I, this also to me, because there were a few times, which I'm not sure, I'm just, um, there's a few times in it where, you know, people get a little passionate about their view and whatnot, and it just kind of, I, I wanted to put this out because I feel like if you're somebody who's questioning your faith, or if you're somebody who, uh, um, doesn't believe and they kind of want to know um about those people who do believe um it's a good it's a good listen because you get four separate opinions and um it also kind of goes to show that you're allowed to believe what you want to believe you know um and whatever your faith is that's you and um, but anyway, we wanted to put this out, but the reason I was putting this, this in is just so that way anybody who doesn't want to hear anything about faith or belief or anything like that can know that, you know, just skip this one. Um, but otherwise, if you want to continue listening to it, because there are parts where we did get into the atrocities and stuff like that, but like I said, this, um, we lost a lot of it, so there's another, um, episode that's going to be this episode 34 also that's going to come out with this one and we get into more about um the things that have been done throughout history in the name of god um is there anything you want to add no thanks for listening hope you enjoy it all right thanks guys and here's the next two hours of oh and it also is really is broken up so the first hour and then going into the second hour there's like i said there's two hours missing in between there so it's just make of it what you will thanks welcome to wicked wednesdays this is episode 34 35 yeah, 34 35 we'll put it on the marker um anyway i'm shelly and as usual i have alan with me hey what's up
And tonight we have my brother-in-law Adam and my sister Amanda to discuss with us all the horrible things that men have done in the name of God or religion and, or, women. and women, what have you. Um, this is not going to be a normal show with all the weird news and all that stuff. We're just going to jump right into it. Uh, first of all, let's kind of talk about the differences in our religious views. Oh, that's a great starting point. So that way we can kind of understand like how we each feel about certain First things. First of all, because this is a loaded subject, uh-huh. I would like to state that in the rules of debate, if it comes to that, which I'm not saying it will, but for all parties to be level-headed and realize <laughs> that, you know, being angry doesn't change an opinion. No. And and being and getting 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 sarcastic doesn't now I probably will get sarcastic. Not you. Yeah. Well we're all sarcastic. So we have to understand, yes, we're gonna get sarcastic, but not to get demeaning sarcastic. You understand exactly. what I'm saying? Exactly. It's 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 you know, and if, if one of us reaches that point, you know, say I do or call me on it, whatever. But you know, it can be a loaded subject. My views on Christianity. Let's just start with that. I don't want to, you know, we'll, we'll work our way around. Yeah. Oh, your views. Oh, now oh, you want to start with Alan, okay. Yeah, let's start with Alan, because I want to hear. <coughs> I really don't. Uh, well, okay. First, let me say, in this room, all of us are Christians. We all believe in God. We just have different beliefs. Different, we have different doctrines. Yes. Even though everyone hates the word, once you believe a certain way, it becomes a doctrine and it is labeled. Mm. There's nothing you can do to avoid it. People are going to label or labelers. So we all have a specific doctrine that we believe that when someone else or something goes against that doctrine, we feel the need to either defend it or it does rub us the wrong way. Okay, go ahead. Okay, go ahead. Um, I mean, Alan. Okay, so... Wow, okay. Nobody's really ever asked me, so... <laughs> okay. I believe in God. I believe in Jesus. But... I also believe... In science. I don't take the Bible as, like, absolute. Um, I did when I was little, but as I got older... Started reading more. It's like, okay, I think Genesis is allegory. I don't think it was a literal seven days and nights... Yeah. Um, I remember when I was, I quit believing in like Adam and Eve a long time ago because it just didn't make sense that we only came from two people, you know. But then, like, you read more into it, and uh, when they banished Cain from everybody, he went to the land of Nod. So I just went and found a wife. So where did those people come from? So I started thinking maybe Adam and Eve, like, it says allegory, and I think there's a lot of allegory, and also there's this whole thing of, I don't know. I believe in the big pictures, but a lot of stuff, I don't know. Yeah. And I'm not really sure if that matters in the end, because the book has been tampered with by so many people, you know. And I figure you get the two main things right, the rest of it, you got to figure out on your own. Well, and that's... 
I mean, I can see it's 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 hard to explain your beliefs in a nutshell. Mm -hmm. It takes a minute to really get them out. So I mean, take because it it's like, and it seems like you know they, they talk about the flood. Well, it's like every major religion that's around that time or people there is other survivors. It wasn't just Noah and his family. Um, there's an. I can't remember how big they thought the world yeah. was too back then. There's an Indian tribe, and I cannot remember which one, but they have a flood story where. The water was getting higher, and they kept running up a mountain. So, uh, by hearing you, know, I'm, I'm not, I'm, no, I don't mean to interrupt, mm -hmm. but by hearing you, you have a, you have a evolutionary slash spiritual faith. You don't believe 100% what the Bible says, so therefore you believe that science can fill in the gaps. Yes, because I okay. think... So you're, you're more, you're more what's considered, you know, a... a a uh, evolutionist Christian. Yeah, I mean, because I, I think that when that was written, well. it was written for... Okay. All right. But yeah, that it was written for the people at that time. And I think some of it... I've talked to... I've been friends with a lot of ministers because I work at a church. I've talked to some of them. And one of the reasons they make sure in Genesis to go and God created the animals and God created the water and God created and God created and God created is at the time it was a lot of polytheism. And they had a God for everything. There were some societies that literally had a God of the mud brick. So you have one God. That's why they keep reiterating that God created everything. But I feel like... It was written at a time for, you know, people that they didn't have all the stuff we have now. And it was written to make it really easy to understand. It was written, you know, for, for anybody to be able to understand and get the message across. And as I said, you know, that's and that's why they did all the, and God created and God created and God created. So you're, like I said, you're a science, you're a Christian scientist. Basically, you're into Christian science. As far as you believe that that science, science and religion go hand in hand. Exactly. Yes. You believe that, that that if science says this, then you need to figure out how to, the Bible at the time was being leaning or yes to the, to the to the knowledge that was yes. given to it. And I also feel like you know it's one of these things of people when they get sick at you know like with cancer or something. Yeah, pray, but you know when people that people that won't go to the doctor, they stop treatment. It's like God gave you these tools. Yes, it's important to have faith, but at the same time, if you want to dig a hole or something, don't just stand there and pray. There's a shovel. There's there's a backhoe. There's whatever. You know, use all the available means at your disposal. You know, if you're lost at sea, row for shore. Pray for help, but row for shore. Mm -hmm. That's how I look at it. Along, I kind of, you know, I learned about deism, where, you know, God created everything and kind of went, I'm going to go to the other side of the universe. And I'm kind of like that. I don't think God's up there making tornadoes and hurricanes and earthquakes. I think that just happens. He created the world, all this stuff, 
happens. That's, uh, you know, I don't think he's sitting up there going, I'm bored. Tornado time or whatever. It's so just, you almost don't believe that the God of the Bible really actually exists. You believe, I mean, you, he says he does these things, and you're saying that you really don't believe that he does these things, that there's an outside force that's stronger than him that does these things. I don't think it's an outside force. I think it's just one of those things of, you know, it's like a computer program or something. It's... He created it and just kind of like set it in motion yeah. and just letting it run. Uh, yeah. yeah, basically... He, he created you're, it. You're basically saying that he's a he's a wise inventor, but not such a wise. And he just threw it out and is like, let's just see what happens, which is not so wise. I'm just saying I, this God right here would not be very wise. If I was to meticulously create something, it would have be for every plan and purpose that I, as a God, would you know dictate it. So I wouldn't just see. Ooh, I want to know how this goes because a, I don't think I have the possibility to do that as a god, as the god. My my knowledge is what I tell it to be. There is no learning. I can't learn because I'm I am everything. I'm right. creating this. I am I am the source of knowledge that this is receiving. There is no outside source of knowledge. But go ahead, I mean, because it's one of these things of I believe God is love. I believe He cares about us. But at the same time, I don't. You know, that this stuff can happen, and I believe praying does work, but I also think that it's just one of those things that's set up times, you know, why do babies die? Why do people get, why do babies get cancer and die horrible and stuff? I think it's just part of the program. Now, I don't I, think God's up there, I don't think God's up there going, I'm going to fuck up these people's lives. I'm going to give them an earthquake and a tornado. So you think those are things that he... Kind of was like, oh, what the, oh crap! I didn't see this coming. Well, no, do my best. no. Or you I think you think he said, okay, there's going to be a tornado at this time, and it's going to further my, what I what I believe, well, what what I say is going to further. I, I don't understand. Here's, can I just say something? Go for it. Okay. I think in what he's trying to say is, you know how it says that God created us in His image. As women, me and you, man, that we can, okay, we have the power to create life. We have the power to come from us, another human being. Oh, yeah, that's something I don't okay. have any experience that, knowing. It's still, even though we know down to the zygote of, you know, like, of the actual evolutionary process of what a baby becomes, we still don't know what actually starts life. So now, I mean, we, besides, I'm saying. Can I, now, may I ask a question for? I'm sorry. So, are we on your belief now? This, well, I'm saying with his interpretation, well, how okay. I feel with his interpretation is it's easier for me to kind of like put it this way. It's like you as a mother, you have these two kids. Okay, she's created these two children. You as a parent have said, okay, here are my rules. Obey my rules. But those two children, even though you, she's created them in her likeness, they've come forth from her. Mm -hmm. They have two choices. They have the right way, which is her rules, what she said to be done. And they have the choice of not following the rules and making their own choices and doing this and the repercussions that follow. 
and I believe that, and what and kind of is in the same kind of sense of what he says, let happen what happens. God said, this is what's going to happen. It's like a picture on adventure kind of thing. <laughs> you, if people the entire our entire lives have always followed only what God said and done and not changed anything, followed the rules that He specifically set forth, didn't add any of their crap in, none of that, then we would have this kind of a world. It would be like it would be, we'd still be living in Eden. Okay, now you use the the female or the the motherly analogy. Now, you as a mother, and you have huge motherly tendencies. Mm -hmm. I see it. So, you guys both know that if you had the ability as a God to take the ones you love and guarantee that they do not go off that cliff, you're going to pull them back. You, you, you wouldn't let them do it. You would not allow, you would not allow, if you had the ability, you're going to say, you're saying, okay, Josie, okay, Ree, this is a boiling pot of water. My rules are you don't get there and touch it, but I'm going to let you make a choice. And you're not going to sit there and let them go, well, F you. And, and let them, the, you, you will snatch, you, you will snatch the them with all your power and say, get your butt over but here. Hold on. You do not go near that water. Hold on. That's what God does but, for us. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm listening to you, and I feel you on that. But here's the, but then you have to think about, okay, well, then you have to say. Because a mother that allows that child to be boiled is considered a horrible hold mother. On. You're, you're, I'm, getting, I'm, you're getting upset. Okay. Remember, you made the rule. <laughs> you're right. I'm sorry. This is, but I think about this though. I just, no, I you're, just right. Like you're, right. you're right. You're right. You're right. In the way our mind is. I don't like to see God put such a. I'm not. Uh, I'm not uh, putting uh, God in a silly okay. place though. So calm right. down. Let me finish what I was trying okay. to say because you didn't let me finish my sentence. I, I so, what I'm trying to say is, no. If you're standing right there over your child, you absolutely know you don't want to allow that. But there are. Tons of kids, including my mother, who, when I was in a different room, I walked over and picked up her hot curling iron and stuck it to my face. Those are two people that made decisions they shouldn't have done, shouldn't have let your kid alone, shouldn't have let your curling iron plugged up because she'd been told a hundred times. And then my choice of walking over and thinking I could curl my hair and sticking it to my face. Did that make Amanda a bad human being? No, she just fucked up and didn't her turn her. Did that make my mama a bad mother? No, there were other things, but not that. Could have made my mother a bad mother. It was because of the fact that there were choices that were made. If you start with the head person, and he gives you the choice between good and evil, because he did. That's why, that's why we have to make that choice when we get saved of what path are we going to follow. God gave us a choice. He said, I'm going to make you in my likeness. When Eve made her choice, and you have to admit, she made the choice. God was oh, so she hurt. Made the decision, yes. But that's the thing. We as humans, if we she follow the story of the Bible that. from that choice and from Adam making his choice and, and listening to her and not God, that's now what our that's where our choice comes in. That's where God said, you know what? Here's the deal. You didn't do what I say, so now you and your children and their children and so forth for the rest of fucking history, women have to go through hell to, to produce life, which if we hadn't have eaten the apple or wherever you want to believe it is, we wouldn't have that on us. We could have, as God wanted for women just to, you know, bear fruit and multiply and not, not be in hell, okay? Men wouldn't do the things they did. Wouldn't it be, you know... 
whatever men are cursed with and whatnot. I'm not a man, I don't know. But here's my thing. That's my point, is the fact that when I talk about free will and about the love of a parent, because of the original sin, we now have that choice between good and evil. And every choice you make, not only does it affect you in your lifetime, but everybody around you, everybody, and it spreads out. One tiny sin of taking a bite out of an apple has created this. And that includes what happens in our environment. That includes what happens to our neighbors. Everything that happens, whether it's the sun shining or the ground opening up, is because of something that we did that we shouldn't have done. And that's how... And that's where I think science comes into that too is because God gave us the, the tools to try and fix what we've done. That's why we're not idiots. That's why we know how to wipe our asses. That's why we know how to count to ten. All these abilities that we've been given have been as, you know, you see us get about. That's to me evolution is you just keep learning and you, you, this, these people become more. These people become more. And it just keeps happening from the invention of the wheel to the supercomputer. You know, it's, that's evolution. And God said, okay, these people were butt naked in a garden. I'm going to give y'all the power to get back to that. And what we as humans have done, we've clothed ourselves even more, and we've trashed our garden. And now this is what we're living in. And this is what we have. All because of the first people fucked up. And this is God's punishment. The thing is, you know, I feel like, you know, disasters and stuff can be used to serve a higher purpose. Like, my aunt and uncle wanted a kid. They had been trying for a long time. Their first baby was a little boy named Stephen. He was trisomy 13. He was not going to live. The doctors even said, look, it would be easier on y'all to terminate the pregnancy. They said no. They had him. Trisomy 13 babies are born really, really messed up. Um, I think he might have made it maybe six months. I'm not even sure. But, and he needed round-the-clock care. And they had a nurse from Germany that came in and helped them. And she was an atheist. She came up to them at Stephen's funeral and told them their faith the faith of the members of their church through all this. They never got mad. They never cursed God. You know, they they kept praying. They did all this. They knew that baby was going to die. But they kept their faith and they were as at ease with that, that what was going to happen as they possibly could be. And that nurse came up to them at his funeral because she had gotten attached to him. And said, seeing that faith made her start going deeper, and and she became a Christian. As messed up as it sounds, that you know, because that baby, babies don't go to hell. Period. You know, that kid's short time on earth brought somebody to Christ. I don't don't know how big that ripple effect was, but my aunt and uncle said it was worth it. They miss him. They still love him. Still talk about him sometimes. But they always talk about that nurse. Yeah. So that disaster 
forward God's work. It's fucked up, but it did something good. I'm, I'm just, <laughs> you know, I'm trying. To, I mean, I'm just trying to say, when do we establish? I mean, what? What I believe, like I said, I pretty much said what I believe in. That it doesn't. It's not. You know, there's a there's Tom White song called "God's Away on Business," and just that sometimes I think kind of sums up. He he'll interact with you, pray and stuff, but as a whole, the program set it's going to run. There may be glitches, there may be this, there may be that. And like she said, we're probably the ones that introduced the virus. Okay. And now it's kind of like, y'all got to clean it up. I can provide tech support and stuff, but y'all introduced it. Okay, very good. Uh, uh, that right there was very... What's yours, Amanda? Yes, I... I'm on a whole different realm. That's that's okay. That's, that's the whole I mean, I've got is. I've got pretty much the same idea as of, um, but my understanding has been mostly through sight and dreams and experiences and. Um, as being a mother and having children, that was probably the closest time that I ever felt God near me. Pretty much uh, everything else in the rest of my life was uh, my relationship with God is, I don't even know how to explain it. It's, I mean, it's. I don't really know how to explain it. Hard to explain. It, it's very hard to explain when you when you've been shown th things in your life, like I have, and what I've experienced. There's no doubt in my mind that he exists. A for one, which I always felt like I, he always existed since I was born. I had the same dream over and over and over until the age of fourteen, and. It never went away. I don't really know for sure if God chooses people throughout this time frame or whatever that he likes to show things to and then the other ones that they never see anything. I have no idea. I don't know how all that works. I do believe that the Bible and everything in the Bible is the truth. He teaches um, in the Bible everything from the top, from the way that you should eat, where you are not obese, where you're not sick. Um, there was science going on in Ezekiel. Uh -huh. There was, and, and I'm not saying that God was an alien. I'm not saying that. <laughs> but... We, we cannot comprehend. Extraterrestrial is what it is. We, we, we cannot comprehend it. 
because we are in the flesh now. We will be able to comprehend it. I, I agree with that. But we are in the flesh now, and we will not be able to comprehend it, but we do remember home. We do remember <laughs> home. There is there is other people, and, and there's a lot of people in the world that have experienced the spiritual realm of it and the outer part of it, and but that's just remembering from where they originally came from. And when he says that he knew you even before you came, that is the absolute truth. He did know you. He knows what you were... I think everything that is going on right now as being born into this world and going to die a first death, I believe that all of this right here is preparing the soul that he sent here for the next for the next part of it is what he's doing. He's preparing you for whatever gifts and talents and what even if you're just gonna serve as a is is a warrior or serve a plate or whatever whatever's up going on up there what's supposed to go on. I think that, you know each and every person, that's why everybody is so unique. That's why every single person is unique. We may think that they're stupid. We may think that, that they don't mean nothing or they're pieces of crap or whatever. But Their there life is, is ordered by God. Yeah. yeah it's ordered but, by God. Yeah, too. That, that, is, that is not the truth. There's a being that's so why. important that, 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 that looks at that. Thing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. You know, but they're they're blinded. They're blinded here on the earth like majority of people are blinded. They're blinded by the illusion of a tool song, the illusion of pain. Um, they're 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 just blinded by what man says is right instead of still believing what God's word is. They, um, you know, the world, and, and, I, and I believe that, I, I believe that the children, and this is where I'm going with this too, I believe that the children in the next generations, due to the fact of our so-called science, but, um, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna be able to mess our kids up so bad you know, with vaccinations and technology and whatnot, it's it's going to be a whole brainwashing process. And when it's a brainwashing process, in the end times, those people are not going to turn to God because they will it, it will not even exist anymore in the mouths or the minds or the eyes of people. And... That's why I believe that God is sending the 144,000 saints at the end of times to try to bring these the last remnants of these children home. Because that's what's going to happen. It's, it's going to be infested with blindness and, and they're going to be so messed up and mutated and brainwashed that that's why they're going to fall. Minds be prepared to yes. love him. 
Yeah. Okay. So. So anyway, my beliefs is. <laughs> my beliefs is is that he is the only God. He's always been the Alpha and the Omega. He always will be. And that um, the word of the Bible, if it was to actually been read and studied and uh, viewed in it, he is a um, he is a wrathful. He has lots of wrath, and he well, means business. And well, he's how not. Do you explain the New Testament. The New Testament is his son. But what does the son say? Um, can I, can I what does well, his son say? I'm saying I know I did. I messed up and did that, and I, and I, I, I take. I mean, I saw. I realized I was wrong. That's why I was like, okay, I'll let her fit because I was gonna go to you next. Yeah. Like you explain yours, and I was. I'm not saying. I anything. just have. That's how I saw one. I just want. I mean, I, I mean, I'm just. I'm asking her. I'm asking her to explain that because I mean, I'm not. I'm not jumping. Okay, 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 how do you? Like, what's the New Testament to, to you? I mean, like, you know... Well, well, Jesus was basically... He was the ultimate sacrifice. But why? Because we can't do it. <laughs> we will never be able to do okay, it. Okay, I know. I agree with you. I didn't realize how much we actually believe on so We, we, we will that. never be but able what, to make that. why did that. God did sacrifice his son? Not, not why did Jesus do it. Why did God sacrifice his son? Being a parent. It's not about being a parent. I'm asking why did no, God... I'm saying like being a parent. I'm using an example. Giving giving this, this is what I'm saying, like the, the comprehension of it. And a comprehension way, of it. Very, that was, what you said was very, uh, very clear and understandable. Yeah, I'm. I'm not really good with the clear. No, he was very articulate. No, you've been very articulate. <laughs> no, you're being. That was very articulate. That's just, the word I, mean, I was looking we're for. We're all asking questions. It was very articulate. I saw like, at the last end of it what you were saying. Because I want to know what you, you know, said. So that I, 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 I just wanted to point out you're very and that you're being very articulate you're too. Being, yeah, you're very Everyone is being very articulate. This is very and very, very intelligent people here. By the way, <laughs> I just want to point that out. These are not you know everyone here. Everyone doubts themselves or whatever. But I know. This is the first time I've heard my wife really explain God, and I did not realize how on par we are. And this, like, well, this is amazing to me. So she's being very articulate to me, also. So, go ahead. Well, me being as a parent, being able to, for the slightest little sliver of comprehension of the will of God, okay, and but me being a parent. And creating a being. <clears throat> Got to you. Got to you. Um, you know, it does the, get emotional. You talking about it's, the, God is very emotional. God's wrath and stuff. You know, um, I don't forget this. I was moving out, and I was packing my CDs up. And one of my thrown on top of the box was a Slayer's God Hates Us All. That's the name of the album. And my dad was helping me, and he looked at that, and he goes, sometimes I wonder if that's true. You know, but he grew up in a very old Southern, old Baptist. Southern ba old Baptist. I mean, the preachers were like super hellfire and brimstone. 
and that still comes up. But my dad just said, I wonder if that, he said, you know, that might not be so far from the truth. And then we kept packing. That was just a weird moment, you know? Okay, so if being a parent and actually putting the wheel upon your only son It's emotional, I know. It's God, very God, God, about, God you, is a being to be loved. That you allow that your son is, is hardcore. to die, to sacrifice, and to become a human and endure what we endure. <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. I understand exactly where you're coming from. You know. Allowed him to be in pain. Or, or allowed him to suffer. Be ridiculed. Ridiculed. Beaten. That is hardcore. Yeah, that's that's an ultimate sacrifice yeah. in my eyes. Yeah, because... That's we an ultimate sacrifice. That's we exactly do what deserve I was it. talking about, like, as a parent, how we... Even so, though, yes, he made the ultimate sacrifice, and one no one thereafter, or even before him, ever be taken away, ever sacrificed like that, ever. No one could make that price. So that is the New Testament, and that was to save us. That's exactly what I was waiting That's for you to say. Was that everything that he went through, everything that God had to give up his only begotten son to forgive us, to wash away everything that had been put on us before. He gave us that new start. He said, here, I'm taking my one valued, my last piece of me, and I'm giving it to you. Right. I love you. I'm giving it to you. We're starting over the his <laughs> anger, his wrath. He said, here. And now I totally believe that he's oh, pissed man. off now. But when it, when the well, New Testament started, it no, was I'm sorry, I'm trying what? to be arbitrator here. I know, I'm just oh, so, me and my sister do yeah, this. This is how we I'm talk just saying so are you have you feel like you articulated how you believe? Adam's waiting to get to his. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm just saying. I'm, I'll wait for yours now. I'm saying, because we really have You want to go last. I'll go last. Okay. I'll go last. Well, I'm just... I just want to make it clear. I'm just saying that, is, that, is that the Old Testament and the New Testament are completely two different... Mm -hmm. Two time frames, two different things. Because almost but, like 2,000 years separating them or something. The Old and the New Testament. Well, There's actually 400 and some odd years okay. from the last of the, the prophets... The books of the prophets, to the 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 the, 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 the appearance of Christ. Okay. There's a four hundred yeah. and some odd year difference. Yeah. Uh, we make some tea. Um, okay, we can make some tea. Yes, you can talk on here. 
the padded room. They talk about taking shots, and Monica shows her okay. boobies. Well, I'll, I want to go ahead and put. <laughs> let me go ahead and put this out there real fast. Okay. Before you know. Uh, well, no, no. Let me go ahead. And you you tell you tell your what you. Mine's believe. really simple. Me and my sister grew up together. She's had different experiences than I have because we're two different people, but in the realm of our spirituality and what we believe in the here and now and the afterlife and the things <laughs> that we've both seen and experienced, even though it might have led, led us in different directions, we've both had these experiences and, you know, so I... I believe in God because I've seen God. Um, and I don't mean like I saw like a man standing in front of me or a bright light. Not that. Um, when I was little, my mom told me that there was a baby before me. Not my sister. She had a miscarriage. And um, she talked about how that... Uh, through through her faith and because the fact of because it was something that my dad wanted my dad had lost over six children to abortions because of his first wife just didn't want to have a baby um so when he married he met married my mom that was the one thing she wanted to give my dad and um when she had the miscarriage, instead of it, because my mom is very, everybody knows she's bipolar, has a lot of depression issues and stuff, but instead of letting the loss of that baby, um, you know, sorry, I had to pause for a second. Kids were getting loud. Anyway. America. <laughs> Fuck um, yeah. When she had the miscarriage, she prayed about it. And... She was so prone to depression and everything else, and she's always been full of self-hatred. Um, she's always looked down on herself. And so, her and my dad, and this made me spoiled, but I always talked about how I was their gift from God. And she always would tell us about how that you could see God in the sunrise and in the sunset because you know he got he gives us every new day and that no day is guaranteed to you and then so like I had that kind of you know idea about God in the first place and then when I reached about seven years old I had my first experience with something that was not here that was not tangible that I could put my hands on. Um, and my dad, my dad was very old school where you didn't talk about it because the more you talked about it, the more power you gave it. And so he could just keep his disbelief. He didn't talk about it. It didn't happen. Doors could be swinging open in front of him and he would say, I don't see shit. And so... I had to find a way to process what I was experiencing and dealing with all the time. And the only person I talked to was my sister. Which she was dealing with the same shit. But Amanda, she's six years older than me. And being six years older than me, instead of wanting to reassure me, she wanted to terrorize me. So then she started telling me about how that Freddy Krueger was under my bed. That the clown of the poltergeist was under my bed. 
And you know, so I'm dealing with thinking that there's evil people under my bed. Let's not air too much. Oh no, please! This is not Amanda's. These are our good stories. Oh my god! So I'm sitting here believing there's all these like horror movie villains under my bed, and at the same time, there's a fucking little girl in my corner telling me to set the carpet on fire. Who? Like this is this. Me and Amanda had these same imaginary friends, and literally it was this little girl. And she sat in the same corner of our bedroom, and she would talk to both of us. And me, her lips didn't move. Yeah. I just heard her in my head. I could just see her. And so, like, I'm dealing with that shit. Plus, at night, I think that, you know, there's something under my bed. And, of course, that went on for a few years until it dawned on me it was just a movie. But, so, then I started being afraid of everything that was spiritual. Um... And it wasn't that I didn't understand God. I just couldn't put the two together. I, I didn't understand good and evil. And because I was little. I mean, and kids have a very black and white view on everything. And it takes life to shape how you really are going to go into this world, how you're going to feel the rest of your life. And so... I I got saved when I was like 11 years old. And still at this point, I'm like, there's the God, there's the devil, there's the Ten Commandments, and do what your mom and daddy tell you to do. That's still like my whole life view. And it stayed, I mean, I, I, I fought with my parents and stuff when I was older. But that stayed like my kind of mindset until my dad died. And even though I had seen ghosts, even though I had, you know, had these experiences and stuff, had dreams, just crazy stuff's always happened to me and Amanda both. That even when my dad died though, that's when shit got real. Because I had lost my grandmother, and you know, when I was four, my papa and our cousin died when I was in fourth grade. Amanda's daddy died. You know, we knew people who had died, but Amanda experienced this way before I did because her dad died when she was, you know, 19, too. And, um, yeah, that's weird. Mama, you and me all lost our dads at the same fucking age at the same time. I know. That is fucked up. I just, that just dawned on me. And I always did the same thing. Their heart stopped because of whatever it was grandfather's was because of a heart attack your dad was because of his issue and my dad was because he couldn't breathe anymore because of the cancer and it just tapped his heart out anyway crazy I digress. so but that's uh, but okay you know that's when like i had to start figuring out like what my whole view was on spirituality christianity i was mad at god <laughs> i was so mad at god and was just like, God can't be real if he's going to let this kind of pain happen to you. You're going to mm-hmm. experience mm-hmm. this kind of shit. And I was in Pleasant Grove Park, and I was smoking a fat-ass fucking dude. And I was sitting there, and Devil I got, I just started screaming. I was crying, and I was by myself, and I just sat there and started screaming. And... I've never, I mean, even as mad as I've been at Alan, and many, many times me and you've got into it, 
many times as me and Mama, I've never been that angry in my life. Never. And I sat there and I started crying and just losing my shit. And then it was like, all of a sudden, I got this like overwhelming fucking peace. And even though, I, was, I can't say it was like somebody else's voice, but in my head, I just started thinking about the fact that Kelly's dad had cancer, went into remission several times over the span of five years. By the time he died, he was miserable. He wasn't the Frank that he was before he got cancer. We watched our aunts and uncles die with cancer, and they had to languish in that shit. My dad found out he had cancer in... July or September, no, July or August, he died, he, he died October 9th, so that's how long he, I mean, he had, apparently he had, was eaten up with cancer, but he never knew it, so he didn't have to suffer like they did, you know, even though, yeah, God took my dad for me, and even though it hurt me like hell, what my dad would have been facing had he been anybody else would have been years of torment. And instead, God said, you know what? You smoked cigarettes. You fucking did shit I told you not to do. And so you built these carcinogens up in your body. So you're going to get cancer. That's the but I love you. And you've tried your damnedest to be a good man to everybody around you. And even though you fucked up your temple, you've done your best to make sure that other people's temples are fine. My dad was a very simple man. He didn't go to church every time the door was open. But he wanted to be a preacher when he was, when he was young. He does. And my, mom, my, my granny told him that his sermon needed some work. And because he didn't believe in himself and what his calling was, he never tried to write another sermon. But he always believed in God. He never let, I mean, he was tested a, a hundred million times. But he never gave up his faith. And so God said, look, instead of you having to just languish there, I'm going to take the, if it's going to hurt your family, it's not going to hurt them as bad. Because they're going to come to the realization that you are now not suffering. And I'm going to make sure that even though you may have to suffer for a little bit, it's not going to be that long. Because he is a forgiving God. You're going to pay the price for what you did wrong. As a parent, you're going to whip their ass when they do something wrong. But you're still going to love them. And you're going to try and rub their butts after you've hurt them. Because you're like, I don't really want to get hurt that bad. Yeah, I mean, you know, you don't... You're not out to fucking terrorize your children unless you're a shitty person. And I don't believe God's a shitty God. I just think we are paying the price for what we do. And the sad part about it is, is our sins, our transgressions, go forth into the world and create what's going to happen in our futures. And, and, you know, and that's why it's like right now the rainforest. I'm not trying to get political. I'm not even there. The rainforest is on fire. Okay, that doesn't affect us. Affect us right here, right now, like us here in this yeah. living room. Okay, but the but yeah, us. but the rainforest is where we get ha- a huge portion of our oxygen. It helps clear the air, and when we lose that much of it, 
the air's going to start getting worse. It's already bad enough as it is with everything that we put into it. But now we've destroyed this. Even though you didn't do it, I didn't do it, you didn't do it, a human being did it. So, your grandkids, Brandy's grandkids, Josie's grandkids, Tristan's grandkids, Reese, they're going to pay for it. And that's, that's how I feel. I feel like, and when God, when we have nothing left here, when we have exhausted all of our resources, when we have truly destroyed the earth, when we have truly destroyed each other to a point of where we lose our identities and we're no longer human beings in a sense, then that's when God is going to come back and he's going to find the few that are still here and he's gonna try we're, and, and those we're gonna have to you know we're gonna have to try we're gonna have to keep our faith that's why it says never you know that there's gonna be those people that turn away from God because I think it's gonna further them but there's gonna be the, there's gonna be the righteous few who stay the path and and that's the thing is the fact that I don't have to make your neighbor believe in God that's my faith that's my road and I can sit there and I can sit I can have a conversation with them but you can't force faith on somebody you can invite as you said the road you can invite them in for the ride yeah. okay so, so that's, my is that that's a good sum if, yeah if, if, if I, nah, it's a good sum up of your belief because yeah. especially the topic we're yeah. about to talk about Okay. Right. So I mean, I mean, if you want, no, I'm done. Like, I'm through. Okay. So I did keep my quiet, <laughs> and all, I'm saying it only because what I'm about to say is going to piss people off. Yeah, I'm it, it always does. It. I'm sorry. It always does. I'm I, but I'm gonna go out there and be truthful with this. I'm high. I smoke <laughs> weed. I smoke weed. I bumble through life, not knowing what the hell I'm doing. <laughs> you know, and somehow God blesses me. I don't know how. I. You know, he, a wife, a beautiful wife, and really hearing what she believed, that was a very touching to my heart, too, by the way, because that's the first time she's articulated it that well. So I was very pleased. But <laughs> I digress. <laughs> that, I'm saying that just to say that I was quiet mm -hmm. as well as I could be, so please, let, if you have things that are my rub you wrong, just let me finish it I up. I promise I won't Okay, say that. so I believe in an eternal infinite God which means there's no room for anything else to exist but him that's what I believe mm -hmm. he is the he's perfection mm -hmm. he is the sum of perfect he's eternal mm -hmm. and infinite perfection which means there's no room for anything else but him mm -hmm. which makes us a sub reality because he is the true reality we are a sub reality that being said he can't call his own perfection. He can't separate his own perfection because he's eternal, he's infinite. You can't chop it up into bits. He's one simple whole reality of perfection. That's God. Mm -hmm. He's the perfect knowledge, the perfect life. He doesn't derive life from anyone else but himself. He doesn't need life because he is life. He doesn't need knowledge because he is knowledge. Mm -hmm. He doesn't need power because he is He doesn't need anything. That being said, why would he create? That's the big, you know, that's one of the big questions, but it's part of his, he's doing what's impossible. 
even though there's no witnesses, how does an eternal, infinite God even have a companion? Now, we have the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. That's broken down. Now, you guys talk about scientific. It sounds a little scientific. It's formulaic. But the Father is God, the eternal. Mm-hmm. His knowledge of himself is Christ, mm-hmm. the I am. Mm-hmm. He's looks. He, he's so. He says, "I'm perfection, and Christ is there saying, yes, we are.'" Mm-hmm. And the Holy Spirit is the witness of the union of mm-hmm. this. So we know it's that's that's God, and it's a triune God. I believe in the triune God because the Scriptures presents the triune God. It doesn't present any other style of God <laughs> but the triune God. So I have no choice but to believe that because I do also believe that the Bible is unerring unerring every single jot and tittle in there I believe is the truth coming down from all the skewering of man all these little inceptions that people insist on Mm -hmm. happened the great and powerful God that is the true reality Mm -hmm. and we derive everything from him okay all that culminates I'm high so sometimes (laughs) I will forget my point almost I have to rear it back in I will have to do that that's ADHD all that crap (laughs) (laughs) okay but I'm saying that being said though the fact is he's showing and we're the ones who get to witness this glory because he already knows it he already knows he how powerful he is and, and Satan is a witness to this, too. And Satan's going to have, I mean, he's, his, play, his part's perfect in it, too. But the fact is, this is all for him to say, show that he can turn poop into gold, basically. There should never be another God. Mm-hmm. Ever. And he's about to create another one, just like himself. And it's us. We're that. He's, he's transformed us. Mm-hmm. And of course, yeah, I get stupid. <laughs> yeah, but he's transforming us. This is all part of his plan. This chaos, this sin, this is all the formula it takes to produce another God. Yes. This, there's no other way it can be done, but the fact is it shouldn't be done. He's eternal. There should be no way he can create a companion to himself. And he's doing it. And that's what this is about. <clears throat> In the process, sin is a part of this process. But the end result is the God who's worthy of everything and we have no right to complain as the created. You don't tell your master you didn't get to make me for this. So even those that are in hell have to acknowledge the fact because every knee will bow to the fact that, yeah, this is all part of a perfect plan. There's nothing I, I am in hell because this is the way it has to be. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's cruel to those in hell. It's very cruel. Because we're humans. We don't see it like God sees it. He has every right to destroy this poop that shouldn't exist. Because he didn't call himself into being. He called death. He called stupidity. He called freaking murder, rape, all that into a substance. And called it matter. And made it and forced this chaos into freaking formulas, you know. You know, like y'all said, he's like the great mathematician. Mm-hmm. 
That's what he, he's, he, he, all of our knowledge that we're discovering and we're so boastful about is because we're discovering his knowledge. Mm-hmm. That he, and this is just a drop in the bucket of his knowledge. Mm-hmm. We don't, this is a whole plan set in motion for us, for a, for a, for another being. But it's not, it's, it's very complicated now. I'm, I'm saying these terms as yeah, if, as if eternal God that creates and he, what, what, so, what, 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 what started the hand from chicken? I understand these are, you know, all that stuff comes can, about. Can I, so you kind of saying, this sounds weird. God's kind of, you ever worked with like metal, like blacksmith or anything? Uh, I've, I've welded. Okay. Well, you know, you take like a, a piece of iron and it's not as strong as steel, but you make steel from iron. You heat it, you bang on it. You, you cure it, you cure it. To an extent, all the all our inequities, every bad thing we do, and all the consequences, it's God putting us in the fire, banging on us with a hammer and stuff to make something better. It's, in fact, in fact that that's actually, those pictured representations have been shown in the Old Testament. Those are actual pictured representations that he's given us of. He's given us the forge of fire right. representation. He's given us the hammering. He's given us the chaff, the shaking. It goes through. You know what chaff is? Yep. Okay. It's when you shake the wheat. Yeah. It's what it's what happens. It's it's that dross that comes yeah. from the wheat. All right. It's the it's the you don't want that. Mm-hmm. He has separated the chaff, the part you don't want, from the wheat. So I'm saying he, it, it's a pro, it's a purifying process. It's the only process, just like chaff, just like purification. This is the only process for us to be justified to even be existing. So it's like it's almost like because why would a perfect God create poop? You know, you you fuck. But up. But this is what we are. You know, you fuck up. Bad <laughs> the bad thing happens to you because you fuck up. But then you go and you go. Okay, I don't need to do that again. So you don't. No. Okay. Now that this is where it's time for me to have to explain, it's it's a further explanation process because uh, this part is not clear. Okay, Christ is also a necess- necessary mm-hmm. part of this formula. Right. God could not justifiably create poop without already pre-justifying its de- it, its its righteousness. Okay. Okay. You're calling in death because mm-hmm. whatever you're calling in has to drive its life from you. Mm-hmm. So it's death. If you cut off thinking about this thing, it dissipates into nothing. It, its entire being is, ba- is is we're dependent upon God thinking us up constantly. Mm-hmm. Every atom, every molecule is being ordered by God and has his full attention. Right. There isn't anything that's going on within this realm right now that God is not. That's why he's present. He's not us. We're a matter that we're, we're, we're non-existent. He called, he can't, we, we, he said, I'm calling everything that I'm not because that's the only thing that there is. So you think it's kind of like, um, I'm trying to think. So that I'm saying that's why not Christ is. A necessary part of this process. Okay. And that being said, he—it's not the. Remember the analogy you gave earlier of the, just throwing it out. Whatever happens, happens. Okay. Well, God can't do that. Okay. He has the inability to throw and then learn. He can't do that mm-hmm. because for it to get from point A to point B, he has to constantly think it. It's preexistence. Mm-hmm. He has to have. It's. It's already in his mind done. 
Now, we're already in, in God's realm. Mm-hmm. We're with him. Okay. We've always been with him, mm-hmm. which is a crazy concept. But we've always been with him through Christ. More when he said, I am, Christ is, his, human, his humanity was attached to that I, I am. And that's a mystery, and even the Bible says it's a mystery. There's just some things we're going to have to understand later. I know people are about to yeah. cop no. out. Well, I remember when I was little, you know, talking to my mom, you know, talking about God being with us all the time. I remember I was about three years old, and we were talking about God and stuff. And I asked my mom, I said, you know, is God everywhere? Is Jesus everywhere? And she said, yes. And my question, and I just remember I asked, even in the peanut butter. And my mom said, yeah. And I said, well, we better get him out or it'll get sticky. Yeah. See, I'm a little kid, but I get... You understood. the Yeah. Yeah, yeah but, but see, that's how God is thinking us. It's like this. Close your eyes right okay. now. Close your eyes. You too, Amanda. Close your eyes. Think of yourself. That self is you. You know everything about that, and that thing, that self knows everything about you. That is a Bible. Now, if you had the ability to create, that self is now a creation. Well, we don't have that ability. We don't have the ability to make that, sustain that, break that down to the molecules. Mm-hmm. We don't have the ability to take that self and look at it and go, all right, that's actually atoms and freaking liver, blah, 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 blah. We don't have that ability. But God does. Right. So that union is all, was, he's eternal. Mm-hmm. He knew. And now and that's another mystery. When was a time that it said, let there be? Because it's eternal God. Mm-hmm. So there, there are mysteries to this, but the fact is it can't be any other way because we can see that there's nothing but degradation going nonstop downward. Now, if that's the case and the law of entropy is proven through Einstein, mm-hmm. the great God of science, first recognized the law of entropy. Right. He recognized that everything is unraveling. There is an end, which means there was a beginning, but the fact is... For there to be a beginning, there has to be an internal outside beginning because you can't just go, I'm going to will myself in existence. There has to be something, a force so powerful that says, let it be, let there be light. It has to be so powerful that it's outside of time so that that's just something we, in our finite minds, we can't wrap around. But it has to be that way. Um, You know, and you're talking about like, I'm just, I'm trying to kind of figure out where you come from. Um, You know, you're talking about there's God, do you... There's almost. Do you feel like there's almost like two realities? There's all the stuff we see and stuff, and then there's God's reality. Like, you ever seen The Matrix? Uh, yes, I, it's and a it's very good. It is a very good, good representation to articulate basically <laughs> the sub reality, or basically there is a true reality of God. Right. We can't comprehend so that reality because we 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 are finite. We so can't. Basically, ever we're all in the Matrix, and outside is God's reality. Well. Basically, yeah. Okay. We are a thought that God, mm-hmm. God, for his process, for his process of creating mm-hmm. a being whose righteousness is, is on par with his and, right. and is allowed to exist. Because mm-hmm. that's what, that's, that should be impossible. Right. Internal righteousness, you can't no, because remake it. <laughs> but he's figured out a way to take this dumb and create gold and purify us, give us white, make us white. Look at all the representations. He says, I will wash you clean. I will wash you so white. So do you think once we're all clean, when we're dead, and heaven will be on equal footing? We will be... We will be, yeah, we, we will be loved, okay, the representation of the bride. Mm-hmm. Christ is the Son. We are in Christ. Right. We will be loved as Christ. Okay. That's the and because Christ is in the Father, He's always been loved. All right. But we you understand will, that. Yeah. We've but, always been loved. So yes, we will be 
I'm not saying we'll be on par with God. We're right. not going to we be able to say, we be, create. We but won't be a God. We will have the inability to sin. Okay. And that is God-like. Okay, yeah. I get we will that. have the, we'll be robotic. Which everyone claims free will is the greatest gift on earth. Well, the end goal, if that's what you believe mm-hmm. is free will, the end goal is robotic anyway. You have the inability to sin. Which means you don't get to choose evil. So you're already, the, the end, what you desire as a Christian is actually to be robotic because you know that you really are robotic. Right. But you're robotic right now in a different sense because you haven't reached that state of glorification. Mm-hmm. So you're having to understand sin and its ramifications and what you're saved from, what God actually has done for you. So when you get this glorified state, you understand, oh my God, thank you. Because I couldn't have done it myself. Yeah. So, ever. Me and Shelly have talked about this. Do you think in a way, you know, when you were a little kid, you know, did you ever think you were almost like, well, I don't know, when you, you know, you had your a religious awakening or uh, understood God or something, but, you know, when you were a little kid, did you ever think you were almost like God's action figures, your Barbie dolls, you know, that he's playing with us? No, no. no, no let me let me explain something to you okay. first. Okay. Since Shelly kind of went to kind of a testimonial. I've never really believed in God until about the age of 34. Okay. I was a staunch agnostic, which if, you, if people don't know what agnostic is, it's you believe in something, but you don't right. know what. Right. That's well, kind of where I was at. I, and that's why I recognize when people speak, because I understand that, that how that felt. But I, and I was very anti-Christian. Mm-hmm. I loved to hate God. I thought it was so great to blaspheme. I thought it was great to have my comedy, anything I did, based upon the the persecution and the hatred of God. Okay. Because that is the soul of man for real. Mm-hmm. That is because we're everything that he's not. We we we're, we're repelled. Right. He's righteousness. We're not. We're like oh God. That's why he's a light. We're darkness. The light shines. Darkness so wants to a, flee. We have nowhere to go. We're you just had like, a road. Ah. To, did you, you had a road to Damascus moment. Uh, I had, yes, basically I was so anti-God mm-hmm. and my arguments against Christians, I blew them away because their arguments were free will. Mm-hmm. And for me, the understanding I got of the God of this Bible was that he could not produce free will right. out of anything because he's so powerful that this moves it this time one-eighth of an inch the molecules de- degraded this time. He's that powerful. Yeah. And that's so hard for us to comprehend that every grain of sand, everything in here, every atom is he's thinking on mm-hmm. and controlling it just fine. Like it, it, it's we can't conceive of a power like that. It's supernatural. Yeah. As like you, like you said, you've always known. There's something you know, and it's supernatural. That's that's God. He's here right now, ordering every one of our movements. This is what I believe now. Mm-hmm. You, this is the part that people don't like. He's ordering every one of our movements, every one of our mouths. Now, is he sinning? No, because what we are at base is murder, lie, death. I mean, excuse me, or death, or stupidity, or everything that he's not. We are what we are. We are kept in check by God's. Thank God, order mm-hmm. that he sets basically what I call good blockers. Right. I'm just saying this as layman terms, but there's good blockers. In other words, I understand if I kill you, 
that I go to prison. Mm-hmm. I, you know, now there's people that don't get all the bloggers, right. but they're representations of. See, mm-hmm. this is the outcome of this. Right. So you, so you think, okay, that I have the ability to kill all y'all, fuck your dogs. No, you have the, the nature to. If God didn't have His goodness mm-hmm. right here, right now, preventing us by His good blockers, by by, by creating a society that is afraid of rules right. and, and knows, and, and we see atrocity. So we're kept in check by our fear. Okay. We're kept in check so, by our fear, but it's not because we want to, because if God takes his hand away, you become freaking Adolf Hitler. Right. Anyone has that ability. Okay. So you We can, all have the sin in us. It's just what God, what levels God controls okay. it by keeping, by his His goodness being present. So if you, his goodness isn't there, then, you know. So you think, like, all the people who have done, like, all the fucked up atrocities and stuff, you think God took his hand from them and that's why no, they no, did no. it? The, the atrocities are ordered by God. Granted, okay. they are ordered by God, but it is us. It's him. Get, he, it's him letting us in our nature, our heart. <laughs> I'm not offending anybody. All right. So we talked about the Catholic Church. Um, we've talked about like why we think that they. Talk about like just pretty much, you know, we gave an overview yeah. of the Catholic Church. And everybody knows that, you know, I mean, I respect you if that's your faith and that's fine. Um, well, there was, look, there's a, a lot of instances of people in the Catholic Church that were, I think, saints. Yes, I think they that, And they, and, and, I mean, Martin Luther, I, I don't really know the extent to, I, I don't agree with a lot of stuff he believed. But you had a lot of people that, in the end, their one in faith act was to Jesus Christ. Yeah, they were even in the Catholic. I believe his children spread everywhere. <clears throat> yeah, and I mean they hear the word of God. And they we, have access to it. This, yes, the Catholics did. You know, in the name of God, the popes and stuff they did commit. But the thing is, is if you look at over time now, even though they have protected pedophiles and whatnot. That is really, even though, the reason why it's so pro- prevalent to us and so prominent in our minds is because that is a horrible thing to do. Yeah. It's just like, in the grand scheme of the population of the world, really, how many people are criminals? Yeah. You know, but because it's in our faces, we hear about it, you know, we there's a lot of people who think everybody around them is bad. Yeah. So, you know, even though there are a lot of, you know, priests... And shit that did bad things. There's a lot of... I've met several who have truly committed themselves to their communities. And they're good people. And even though I might not agree with their belief system, the things that they do, I still hold a lot of respect for them just as people and as as, as Christians. And, And they, like I said, sometimes I feel like that the dogma speaks more to people but i feel like it that there you will find your way to god if that's your true belief and if you truly believe in jesus you will find your way to god exactly it's it, in the end in the end there is a true faith the bible speaks of it there is a faith that is yeah, the world gives there's a faith that, that, that there's a faith in flesh and there's a faith in the spirit that's why i don't believe like i don't call myself a baptist i don't I don't like look. I don't like the moniker because people will call me a Calvinist, and I hundred percent did not believe in. I, 
I'm not even sure Calvin was a Christian. He killed his best friend, one of his best friends, because he set up a freaking theocracy that deemed that he had to burn him for having heretical views. Now, that's not something a Christian does. No. You don't build a government if you're a Christian because you exist within governments and you live peaceful lives. So he that and he had a lot of other views that I don't agree with. So, But because I believe of the five points of Calvinism, as they call it, yeah. they will label me a Calvin. I believe that Christ gets the preeminence of all things. So I call myself a Christian. I don't agree with Calvin. I don't agree with the Westminster Confession. There's a lot of things in there I believe are false. I believe what I believe from what I read in the Bible. So predestination is one of the things that I read in it, and there's other issues that I read in it, but as far as putting a preeminence, like we talked about earlier, putting on elders, saying these were godly men. Mm-hmm. All right, the proofs in the pudding and the doctrine. What did he believe and what did he not? What were his actions in his lifetime? You know, what, what, what were, you know, words. now I'm not saying we don't all fall. We are all, once again, sinners. And these men were sinners too. But I can't say that I agree with any man who's able to kill another man as a Christian. Yeah. It just it just boggles my mind if you love Christ, you will not just willingly kill another man because he has heretical beliefs. Yeah. You as a Christian are going to be like, okay, so you're not one of God's cool, or maybe you are, and just going through a bad situation. I'm going to keep being who I am. We're going to keep being you who you are. Mm-hmm. That's how a true Christian will and react I'm gonna to that pray situation. For you. Now I will separate myself from you <clears throat> if you claim brother and are doing such horrible wanton acts that it requires that because the scripture says to do that. Mm-hmm. Be like you're judging me. Well, sorry, the scripture says to judge within the church and to separate yourself from those that are doing these certain acts. And then it says if they repent of their acts, bring them back in as a brother. It says if they don't. Leave them over Satan. If they're really a brother, you have to trust that, that all things work good for those who love God. So I have to just let you out and be like, okay, if you're one of God's, you're, you're coming back. It's good. Yeah. You're just fixing to have to go down there for some chastisement. It's going to hurt, bro, and i got to step away from you. But, you know. You know, we, we've been beating up on the Catholics, but, you know, you're talking about burning people. Um. Some of the witch trials and stuff, that wasn't the Catholics, that was Protestants. It was, it was predestinationists. Even people who believe in some of the doctrine I believe in also commit atrocious acts. The oh, yeah. Puritans were very, 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 very similar to the Catholic Church. They were Church. so judgmental mm-hmm. and so, mm-hmm. I mean. Once again, that's why I don't buy Calvinism a lot because you know, these guys. They, were led by another Christ, a different Christ than the Catholic Church is. But this Christ did not produce. You know, they talk about either. the the pilgrims coming over here to escape religious prosecution. <laughs> what it was is, yeah, they were prosecuted or persecuted, but it wasn't. It was because they wouldn't leave everybody else alone. They were trying to enforce their puritanical views on other exactly. people, and the other people were like, "Man, get the fuck on." Look, they That's did. They they, they broke one of the first rules that a Christian would, a true Christian would break. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't break. They had the ability to be worship God, right, in peace, mm-hmm. and they chose to revolt against their government, which a Christian is not to do. As long as you are able to worship God properly, you never revolt against government. Now, if your government tells you you cannot pray, you cannot have a Bible, and you cannot be a godly man in your home, then yes, you have to break that law. But the government, as thus majority of governments, do not say that. They just say, don't push on somebody. You ain't, 
Yeah, you will preach, and you'll get your opportunities to preach. As a preacher, it's going to come, or anyone is, because we're every Christian's called to preach. You're going to get your opportunity one day. You're going to be sitting there, and some guy's just going to be whatever situation, in, and all of a sudden, you're all going to be talking about Christ, and you may lead him to Christ. You may not, but that's you've, you've preached. And, you've done your job. Yeah. I mean, as, as, as far as atrocities, let's talk about the pilgrims for a minute. You know, we have this image of, like, the, the Thanksgiving and all the Indians. Yeah, that happened one time. And the Indians kept them alive, and then they fucking turned on them. Mm-hmm. Like, after that one feast and stuff went on, the, they fucking turned on because them. Because they were, they refused to believe in their, you know, their, what they believed yeah. in. And that's the whole thing, is the fact that, you know, yeah, not just a... the Catholic Church has destroyed civilizations, but think about the Protestants. I mean, up until, oh, I mean, even yeah. today... The Native Americans are still shit on on a regular mm-hmm. basis mm-hmm. because of the fact that you know of of just it's it's mind boggling. Look, America does it now. We are still marching in the name of God and butting in on other people's business. The country we're in, I say we, mm-hmm. even though I'm a pilgrim on this earth, I really don't agree with the American government. Mm-hmm. Because it is not a godly government. It's a government that produces war. Is a God, God, Christ government would not have. You know, his government right now does not produce that. Is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. He is he is king of this earth right now, and his subjects are living peacefully. So, the fact that 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 freaking America uses the name of God still and has always been. Everyone's like, well, it's because we're going away from the American values. No, the American values were never Christian. They were just a means to an end. And just like the Catholic Church figured out, you put some religion in there, you can control the folks. Well, here's what's so fucked up, though, is the fact that if you go back and you look at how this country was created, let's talk about about Americans just in general and the shit that we've done. When our country was created... When our country was created, you know, when we fought against the British and we became America or whatever, okay? Our founding fathers, the whole point was to keep... There was a lot of our founding fathers that did not believe in God. There were several who were atheists. There were several who were deists. There were several... I mean, you know, that's not... But the thing was, is because they all had a difference of opinion. And because when they were under British rule... Anytime the king changed and that the king believed a certain mm-hmm, way, you had you to, had to yeah. abandon your religion. And so that's what the whole thing about us having religious freedom here and about keeping, you know, church and state separate is because of the fact that if Trump was a Christian and Obama was a Hindu, Muslim, whatever, everybody, if you know, everybody would have to have been a Muslim. Or now, yeah, I, in the I next what you're four saying. years, I what you're saying. you have to have a Christian. And but the thing was, is the language that was used and like saying like under God and all that. It was just like it was in back in the old days. It was to bring because that was the wording that everybody knew, and everybody. I understand that, but in the end, <clears throat> in the end, Christ never called anybody to build a government. He no, said, I'm not saying I'm, I'm agreeing with you. Yeah, yeah, saying. yeah, yeah. Is 
the language that is used, yeah, is, you know, or, you know, God, we try all this kind of stuff. I see so many churches today flying American flags and getting involved in, 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 in political business. And I'm thinking, you should never do that. This is not Christianity. This it's is just like, this is the total. Ch- the church doesn't want government in their religion. The church is, you know, they want to be tax exempt. They want to take and. Yeah, you know, they 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 want to then they need to keep themselves out of it. It's just like, look, I'm a Christian, but I don't believe that my government should tell me what I'm supposed to believe. Yeah, I don't think, and I've seen it done, but I don't think I don't think people running for office, and I don't care if it's for the mayor of Hueytown, Alabama, you shouldn't do your speeches at the church. Mm-mm. No, and I've seen it done. Oh, I don't, don't stomp at church. You don't do it at churches, and I don't. And that's just like you know, people are like, "Oh, well, I'm gonna vote for him because he's a good Christian." Mm-hmm. No, no, you're not. Because, if he's a politician, and, he's not a good Christian. Well, another thing too is okay. Let's just say that, just say there is a good man who wants to try and change things. Let's just let's just let's just put that out there. Okay. Let's just say because well, like I'm not God, so I can't judge their faith. But you know, let's just say it has happened. Yes. You know, so there's a good man who wants to take, and you know, he wants to be a politician. Politics corrupts because when you go into somewhere, you have to play that whole what's best for everybody else. Well, the thing is. That means you're going against yourself mm-hmm. because when you try and take in what's best for the whole, you can't do that. Well, we, no. you know, in Alabama, you can't, you can't, you, you, you can't force morality. Exactly. A man, if a man don't believe in Christ and there's a law that is outside of what God is putting on in our conscience to know already, you can't force that man to, 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 to yeah. abide by that law. Uh, how, you know, you, you do know that uh, it's illegal to gamble. Man, bump you, dude. I don't believe in Christ. Yeah. And gambling ain't hurting you, so get out my face. Or you you think know what about, I'm saying? Well, think about this. Let's say you have a religion, and in that religion, they still do human sacrifices. Yeah. yeah. So are you going to say that if this person believes in human sacrifices, now everybody has to do that? I mean, that's the whole reason of why religion should never be brought into government is because of the fact that, I'm sorry, but human sacrifices aren't good for me, so... Well, I mean, I think of the whole thing. Um, we've got this crazy asshole that keeps running for office and enjoy Roy Moore. <laughs> I already know. And he is, he is bat crap crazy. Yeah. He's been trying to do this whole Christian mm-hmm. politician thing. And here's long. the thing. You know, he has some really set beliefs, um, and they're fucked up. But if he gets into law, he's going to try and push those. He's going to try and pass them as law. And, 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 you, talk, and you think about he's, the He's only doing it for the headlines. So yeah, he's gonna yeah. always try to push the most crazy. He's using crap. God. He's using God's name mm-hmm. to further his political when he career. Brought that Ten Commandments rock out there. He was committing idolatry. Yeah. That became a fucking idol. That was not the Ten Commandments. That was Roy's rock. Yeah. Yeah. And um, oh, don't get me on idolatry because and I Christians and as much as they annoy me, the. The Satanic Temple has a point. You know, when the go- they want to erect religious monuments on government property, mm. they've said, okay, do it. But we want a statue of Baphomet right next to it. And that is the way it should be. If you're going to use public property for a religious object, everybody should I, be able look, to do something. First of all, first of all, symbolism in Christianity, I don't know how y'all feel about crosses, but just listen to just, like just hear me out. 
okay? Mm -hmm. Please hear me out. I'm glad to hear that. So, Alicia, I don't have to, because you're very opinionated. So, you and I. Oh, yeah. But so, okay, so crosses and any religious iconery. The God of the Bible that Christians say they believe has already stated, you shall not make any graven image of me. Okay, the fact is, he gave approved images, the, okay, the ephod, the snake, uh, the, the, the bronze snake, fire snake, to show when he, he had the plague go through the camp for, for somebody holding an idol. You know, so mm -hmm. he has some preset ones. Never was the cross an approved image. Never was the, 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 any image of Christ. It says no man you know, can represent, there was no photography back then. Yeah, I mean, so you're putting, you're putting a value on this picture. If I go up there and I rip it and spit on it, mm -hmm. you get offended. It's not Christ. You've, you've placed a religious importance upon, and, I, and that's why when she was telling me that story about the lady said that they, they brought him to me. Because yeah. she wasn't endorsing them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? She wasn't endorsing the crosses. She was basically saying, you know, dumb humans. You know, if she was a prophet, she is like she was saying all the right things a prophetess would say. Yeah. Because because all the the religious iconery that, that is out there is ungodly. I always think it's funny, you know, knowing where Jesus came from, where he lived, how so many of the paintings, and I know we get it from the Renaissance stuff. He looks like the drummer from Leonard Skinner. He looks like a European. Yeah. That because that's what the model was. For the first brilliant genius, mm -hmm. well, now there were cruder images of Christ back in the day before before uh, art got more refined, mm -hmm. and they did show a more Jewish, yeah, Jesus, larger nose and whatever. Yeah, because he look the scripture says he was not comely that we should, uh, mm -hmm. uh find him desirable. It may, basically, Jesus Christ Himself was not a, an attractive man. He was not. He was just a normal-looking guy. He's a normal-looking Jew, mm -hmm. and so all these representations that we have of this slender, freaking, you know, mm -hmm. all male-looking, you know, male model-looking <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. You know, that's that. Those are all false, and they're the. Well, that, he also is not, you know. Fish belly white and yeah, that's what I'm saying. He was, was a he, he was a Jew. He, he had, had hair like Alan. It was probably yeah, my he was color. a Jew that was not that good looking. I don't even know what his build was. It, it just says he was not. He, he was did not a lot of walking, so I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he, he probably nice had pads. a slender build. But the thing is, we he was not a good looking guy. But you take any one of those images right now. If I was to sit there and just freaking hunch it, which it's a very extreme. I'm sorry. I'm saying that but I'm saying it would offend people because they'd be like oh, that's my savior no that's a picture of some dude mm -hmm. same we thing with the have, cross same thing with the if cross if you go in our house if you notice there's not a lot of religious symbolism in my house we have our bibles and stuff like that there's one picture that we have of Jesus that picture stayed in my room and my sister's room from the time we were tiny so when we moved to the new house, look at my house I'm like, I brought it with me, and you know, that's how aware I am. Sometimes. I this 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 the importance of that picture is more that it almost kind of stood guard over us when we were young. It, not not that we worshipped the picture of Jesus, 
but that it was a representation of what we believed out. You know, it did. It, and look, like I, if that picture burnt down, I wouldn't cry. Okay, I, you know? look, I understand that. So, for me, for, for me, for anyone to even falsely think that I'm endorsing an image of Christ because God is so adamant about not making a graven image, mm-hmm. I can't do that. I can't. I I can't have a picture of Christ in my home, or the the, the whatever of this guy in my home. I should say. The I think the thing with me so much about that picture was when all the bad stuff was happening. When, you know, we would see the spirits and when things would happen, there was something about going into that little room and having that picture there that was almost like reminding you, hey, you need to pray because if this is scaring you, then you need to take and you need to to call out, make sure that you're calling out to God to protect you. It wasn't... That, like I said, if the house had burnt down when mm-hmm. the house caught on fire that time, if that yeah. picture had gone with the fire, I wouldn't have cried. Look, I'm not saying, look, to, to he who is, uh, who thinks something is sin, it is, and he who is not, is not. You have that, if you liked that picture and it made you calm to look at it, it did make you think of Jesus, that's fine. As long as you didn't put, the, yeah, you that, don't that put, is Jesus. Yeah, you don't put that's your religious fine. importance into it. It's just like. But the problem is we are, because that's why paganism is so strong. In, in, in all religions because we have a desire to have, to have symbols. A totem? Yeah. We want yes. something to look at to direct our focus on and God's like, no, I'm here. Well, he wants us to know. He wants us to know he's here. We don't we don't look in at my cross, faith, you know I look at the children. I look at the sky. I look and at I everything. everything. The air everything the air around us I know is, is God the, is focused on it. Yeah. He's focused on it's all happening. So that and that's the whole thing. That's why I like I have the arm symbol tattooed on my back. Okay. Now, the thing really? is, I don't hold those, um, I don't hold those, Those. it's just the, the symbol. I liked it because it wasn't a cross because everybody has crosses. But it was, it's, and it's a symbol of everything that is perfect in this world and under God. Even though it's 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 more detailed than that. See, I would I would I now I would wear an appropriate symbol that that he says is deemed you know is, yeah. is okay. But the problem is I don't see any wearable symbols because the ones he deemed were okay were all statuesque or rotish. You know, so there was no there was no there was no time when people any, even the Jews wore something around their neck to show their now they wore the ephods that had the prayers in it yeah they wore those but they only wore those at a certain time they didn't wear them like twenty four seven but like you know. I, well I was just gonna finish about my thing about my symbolic symbolic whatever symbology yeah when um my cousin has the Trinity tattooed on her all of us have like something but it's not like there's no we don't have Jesus tattooed on us we don't have crosses tattooed on us we don't have I do I mean well I, I've got here's here, here all the smack I'm talking mm-hmm. I got that right there yeah a demonic Jesus because that was when I was I wasn't a Christian yeah and I and I put and I put importance on that yeah to what it's offensive abilities yeah, yeah. And it's like, you know, to me, I feel like we have these 
these tattoos. We have these things in our house, whatever. When you bow down before something and pray to it, mm -hmm. that, I yeah. believe, is idolatry. Is the fact that you're putting importance into this statue thinking it's a direct line to God. Yeah. Or, you know, the, the, you know, my tattoo is just a symbolism of, of me and my yeah. belief and yeah, they, my love for God. Oh, so you have some people, they come, they come not, in and said, you need to take your cross and throw it out in the yard right now. And they'd be like, no. I'd be like, okay. And oh. I still love Jesus Christ. Well, yeah. it doesn't change that fact. I, I mean, it's some that, of it. No. Okay. Well, it's just like the black metal when they burned the churches and everybody flipped out and shit. A church is brick and mortar. Mm -hmm. It is, even though those were, you know, um, you know, yeah, the, yeah, now, they come in and told me I had to burn my Bible. No, we ain't no, doing that. I mean, we ain't burning no Bible. That's your bro. direct. That is God's word. That's 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 when I have different. to. That's when I have to disobey you. But uh, mm -hmm. the symbols, those symbols, I those are mean nothing to me. But people will fight and die over those symbols. I think some of them. We, like, they will literally battle to keep a cross in a monastery. See, I think some of, some of stuff with me like. Okay. And I deal with the cross on some stuff. It's <laughs> it reminds you of what happened, and it's almost like a comfort. I realize that that cross is wood or whatever it's made out of. Yeah, it's a material. It's like there's a couple of vampire movies where you know they pointed the cross at the vampire, and the vampire just looked at him. Yeah. And there was you know, and there was one that's in Salem's Lot. The guy's like, you don't have faith; it doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, that's. But I've always think that it's just it's it's the image. Yes, know? and it's the faith behind it. I mean, I get that, but the fact is, it's even Hollywood loves to promote its symbolism. Mm -hmm. So the cross is definitely pressed to be the symbol of Christianity when it was never approved to be. Nobody. Well, why would you, I don't understand why they want to take and make the cross. It never. Only one verse said, "Look to the cross," but that was Paul speaking of the cross when Christ was actually on the cross. Yeah. And what was accomplished on it? That's yeah. He that's, said yeah. he never said build a cross and fashion it from wood, which we've told you not to do a million times anyway. And please start praying to it. Yeah. Well, you think about how many, like, okay, think about how much, you know, I. This isn't about faith. Ozzy does believe in God, but think about how much he uses crosses in his imagery. But he, I don't think he's mocking anything. It's in a way they're cool. And Ozzy believes whatever God he believes in is totally cool with what he's doing, and he's. I mean, knowing God, he's not cool with that. You know, it's it, the the messages that he presents are not. A Christian's going to try to glorify Christ. I know that I'm not the example. I don't live to that degree, but a Christian is going to try to glorify Christ. I've never really seen him try to glorify Christ to the degree that it promotes it all the time. Well, it's like the the Aleister Crowley, you know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. Yeah. The song that he did, the words of it, he's talking shit about Yeah, it. I know, just ride my way. Yeah, yeah. I know the symbol like, symbol. There's movement. certain songs that he's done that people are like, He's promoting hell, he, but the thing is, is if you listen to the songs, that's not the case. But the fact is, he's called the Prince of Darkness, well, yeah, jokingly, yeah. and he allows it. 
And if he was a true Christian, he'd be like, oh, ho, ho, what are my actions? What, what am I doing that you are calling me the parents of Well, no, I, well I, it's like, uh, what's his face? Calling himself a demon. Uh, Finn Balor? No, uh, not Finn Balor. Finn Balor. Yes, we're not talking about Finn. You always got wrestling no, on the brain. No, no. God. I was, but Gene Simmons. He's trying to put my bathing suit on again, trying to get ready for the rain. I think he likes dress and drag first. <laughs> I think he, he asked me to put it. makeup on him. Yeah, I bet he did. I think, <laughs> I think Alan's a secret drag queen. And I love him. I'm a Christian fundamentalist. Y'all heard, heard how I feel. I love him. Maybe God will change his heart. Who knows? But I think he's a dragon. <laughs> 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 Which is cool. I love it. That's what you, I mean. You know. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm playing. I'm just playing, y'all. But I think it's like. Okay. You know, you're. Um, Alice Cooper is a Christian. He talks about it. And he said, look, in my music, I never did anything. You know, he did the dark side stuff. But so much of it, you really listen to it, it is so unbelievably tongue-in-cheek. I understand that, but... And he uh, said... Look that, at... I don't know how many dudes I saw with Aussie tattooed on. Yeah. These kids were freaking murders in the making sometimes. He, he's giving up the ghost. Oh, it didn't work, did it? That you still going strong. I don't know. Well, there goes the breeze theory. But I think some of it was... As, you know, some of it is... <laughs> I feel like it's in a way God knows what you're doing and it's like you're right he knows He knows your heart God knows the heart but of what does the scripture says you will know them by their fruits if the fruits of your lifestyle is not producing love I'm sorry if it ain't producing love and it's producing people blaming you for suicides. Who people who listen to your music or, or, or kill themselves on it? You know, I mean, your 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 fruits are not producing Christian acts, dude. What about you? Can't justify it. You can't justify it. I would like to also point out, though, in this conversation, this is a music that you love. You and know, now, so. and now, here's 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 like I said, I. Will admit my flaws. Yeah, I love. Now I don't like Black Sabbath because really it's seventies. I uh, like, but okay. I do. I, we will I, agree to disagree. Do I? I do. I do like Slipknot, which is clearly on satanic tinge. I like Tool, who is clearly anti God. Mm -hmm. Do I like the fact that I like it? No. I wish I could like another style of music. I cannot help what I like. I hate gospel. I hate the old tiny sound because I live in this this present age. So modern music does call to me. Now I have gotten more into uh, Fit for a King, more Christian bands, and I am starting to flush some of it out. But I still, it's not right that I like it. Can I ask and you a personal question? Go ahead. How old were you when you like got saved? Like, like I was I was thirty four years old. Hated God up to the to then. 34 years old, and it was not a gimmick. It was, I, I hated Christians. I thought they were so weak coming in and there, um, crying, you know, using God as a, as a cover for, for, for uh, what was happening? This cover's going Using God as a cover as a meme. Well, God forgave my sins. You should too. You know, basically, no, bro, it don't work that way. So, you know, that's just, how I view that, you know, yeah. as far as, so for me to actually be a Christian, at the, I did not want to. My whole life was based upon, I loved hating God. 
I love my comedy. I love blaspheming. So when God grabbed my head and said, you're freaking mine, I had no choice but to say, okay, I love you. Okay. That's one of the things that, like, I mean, (laughs) I feel like I've told my story before about how, you know, how I came to, to, even though I was baptized and saved in youth group when I was, like, 11, I know the exact time that my my faith was tested when I really came to God, when everything made sense to me, and I feel like until something like that happens, until you have that moment, I don't really know if you know your own heart. Look, you know, I woke up that morning. I woke up that morning. I had gotten to a point where I had no choice but to admit that God of the Bible was true. And I had to realize that I hated him because I felt he was unfair. But I also realized that because he was the creator, I really, I was being unjust. And I also realized that I had no idea. I still hadn't figured Jesus Christ out, so I didn't believe in him. This is what I woke up that morning. Mm-hmm. I go to my job, which is in a laundromat. I'm watching laundry go around in a machine. And I'm sitting here thinking about God because I've gotten to this point in my life where I'm actually believing that the God of the Bible is God. Mm-hmm. So for me, I'm already further than I ever want to be. And I'm trying to talk myself out of it. I'm like, you're not fixing to believe in this freaking dude. Quit, 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 quit. That's what I'm telling myself. I'm like, you will not be a Christian. It's not going to freaking happen. And all of a sudden, I caught myself praying to Christ. I was like, Jesus, you you, got to make me try so I know. Because also, I'm talking to Christ, and I realize I'm talking to Christ. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, oh, my God, I freaking believe in Christ. And all of a sudden, it dawns on me. The promises, I was like, Freaking cool! I believe. I'm like, oh my god, I believe in Christ. Awesome. You know what I'm saying? It, it dawns on me that I believe in Christ. I'm like, well, that's a freaking miracle. You know, because I knew I didn't want to. Yeah. And now I was overjoyed that I did. And I, I was like, how did this happen? But I'm stoked at it. And from then, you know, it's just been the way it is. You know, it's been. It's not been all happy. I had to learn. I had to learn why Christ died on the cross. The hard way. It says in the Bible, the rain falls on the just and unjust. Yes, that's yes. And I don't know. I mean, getting back to the old music thing and stuff. Like I said, I think some of it is, you know, like Shelly's talking about. You know, Mr. Crowley, he's shit talking him. Um, I love Ghost. You know. Yeah. And you listen like the ghost is a freaking metal mamas and papas. I love them too. Hate the message. I was gonna say the message. It seems like you listen to it. Well, it sounds all positive for Satan. Is that? I've actually read articles on them mm-hmm. though. They do say that that they do present Satan in a theatrical sense, but still the fact is they want it to be religious. They said we make each show to be a religious event. Yeah. But then, so granted, they try to separate themselves from. Mm-hmm. We use the imagery of Satan. But they also say they want to be religious. So you're using Satan to make yeah. a religious event. So I can't agree with he, that action as a... I've seen His twice. whole belief is that when he plays music that he's having a religious experience. Now, I've read where he talks about how that, you know, 
He doesn't believe in God. He, I, I've read, he, I've, I've yeah. heard him talk out both sides of his mouth. Yeah, in the end, if you don't and believe in Christ, you are. You can't call that a religious experience, right. if, and 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 talk about it the way he talks about it, and then out the same side of your mouth talk about how you don't believe in God. But the thing is, is I feel like when you feel that feeling, you are purposefully saying no. Just like you were talking about how that you kept telling yourself, no, I'm not going to believe in this. But God shows himself to you so many different ways. Mm-hmm. And it he took you were 34. It, it makes, he, this, this is why I trust that preaching works. And that people say, you believe in Buddhism, why preach? They're going to be saved anyway. Because if I don't move my feet... Then it never got done. I don't know who God's children are. All I know is that this is the truth. You could be God's child. You could be anyone could be God's child. So all I can do is preach when I can. Or spread the message. I I totally get what you're saying. It's not that I think that I'm not going to tell that person, hey, you have the decision to accept God. I'm going to tell that man. Christ died on the cross, and you need to find out if it's meant for you, if, if he died for you, because if you don't really believe and love him, then he didn't die for you. So you better need to check yourself. You say you believe in Christ, now how do you actually feel about it? Is he your savior? you truly believe that? And if you do, then you're one of his. But if you think there's a chance that his death on that cross did not cover you, then sorry, bro. Yeah. No. But the thing is, is okay, so we're... We've chased so many... We, uh, this was Rabbit Trail City. <clears throat> but the thing is, is I feel like we're, we're, we're still trying to bring in like aspects of what we intended mm-hmm. on talking about, but yeah. I also feel like this well, shows... All this, is, all this is a key to understanding yeah. how atrocities happen because you have to understand there is there's what the world believes Jesus Christ is and there's... or. And there's what Jesus Christ is. Well, and if, also, it, if it ain't the real thing, it produces nothing but chaos. We have three people sitting in this room. Amanda fell asleep. So we have three people sitting in this room. And each one of us has, we believe in the same deity. We believe in the same, our God. But we have differing opinions on different things. And... But we're still able to sit here and talk to each other. And the problem is, is the atrocities are committed when the lines of communication break down. When you start believing that your way is the only way and you will achieve that way by any means necessary. And that includes force. That includes oh, coercion. Yeah, that's, that's not you know, godly. That's all not of godly. that. That is where the atrocities mm-hmm. begin. And that's what has, that's what's moved the Holocaust. That's what's moved the the destruction of the of the Native Americans. That's what has caused you know 9/11. civilizations to be wiped out. Nine eleven. These are the things. Well, I'm, remember, I brought up Mussolini. Mm-hmm. Yeah, an atheist, which is communism, is an atheist society, which is what we're we're gearing towards. Atheism is so rife in America; it's not oh, yeah. funny. So we're going back to that, and the atrocities will begin again. Well, have you ever noticed, like uh, some people, I almost look at atheism almost like a religion it's they want to push their disbelief on you well like i said if yeah. you're not if you don't believe in jesus if you're not of jesus you're, you're a satan worshiper atheists are satan worshiper 
worshipers. Well, you know they don't realize they're Satan worshipers, but they truly hate God, and they want to preach that message, which is what Satan wants them to do. I have a friend of mine who, um, he used to be very, like, church, all this kind of stuff. Well, bad things happened, and he turned his back on God. So, but like when, um, and I've tried to talk to him about the situation and he doesn't push his disbelief on people. Matter of fact, he doesn't really want to talk about it because I know deep down in him right now, he's going through a crisis of faith. Yeah. I know that. But the thing is, is the fact that if he doesn't come out of this crisis if he continues to denounce God I know it's going to happen to him I know that you know it's you know and it, and it worries me it worries me so much because you. you know I have you know I have love for him but then you have these people who want to ridicule you because of your faith I would never stand up to anybody and tell them, you know, that they're going to hell. Because here's my thing. I would tell them this. I said, if you continue doing what you're doing, and you die doing it, you're going to go to hell. But No, well, this is what I'm saying. I'm not going to, okay, me and you believe in different things. I'm not going to tell you that because you don't believe the same thing that I believe, that you're going to hell. Because I don't believe that. I'm not going to I'm going to tell you the scripture says the only way to heaven is through Jesus Christ. Yeah. I'm going to let you, you do figure you. that out. Yeah. And it's just like. I'm going to let you, if the Holy Spirit's working <coughs> on you, you're going to go search that out and be like, why is the only way to Jesus Christ? Well, it's like you had, you know, Che Guerrero. I think I said his name wrong. Um, che uh, Guerrero. Yeah. You had him. You had Mussolini. You had um, what's his face? Gaddafi. The, yeah, you had Gaddafi. You had the. You have Cuban all. Yeah, you have all your freaking Castro. Castro. Yeah. You have all these people who were communist or whatever. You have Atheists. right now the Catholic. I mean, not the Catholic. The the Chinese government. That is a communist government. You are not like Hong Kong is separated, so they have the they have the right to do. I think they got they got bought back, or they no, got they lost. They, it. Oh, they they it never happened. No, they're, oh, they're, they're trying to. On it. They reneged on they're it. They're trying to right now. That's why that's why they're doing all okay. the um the protests and shit. But I never really understood what went, what went down with that. Yeah. Literally. Well, when the British released control. Yeah. Um, in, of Hong Kong instead, of, it was absorbed back into China. With, they're still a part of China, but they're like autonomous to where they have like their own um, governments, and you know, like they have access to the internet. This is also you know. a digression, people. <laughs> I mean, but the thing is, is like okay in China, because of they wanted to keep this supposed um, outlook or this whole, they wanted to prove that that their communism worked and that their non-belief in God worked. There are literally people who were eating. There was cannibalism because yes. there was no food. Uh, do you realize that the in the in the, in the uh, Old Testament that God promises that He goes, He goes, I'm going to put a siege against you, and you'll begin eating your children. And they did. They started eating yeah. their own children. Yeah, but this was like in the 70s when this shit happened. Yeah. 
I mean, I was reading about it because I had, I was reading the thing about how the thing, or denier of, of the cannibalism that happened and everything. And it is, I mean, there is massive proof that this shit went down. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, but they still, but it, but it, the reason why they won't admit to it is because they wanted the whole idea and the whole look of communism to work. Yeah. Even though every country that has been a communist country or a that's socialist what that, that, country. That's what we're gearing towards because that's what technology is preparing us for is a dictatorship once again. Because that's what, that in essence, is what the uh, Antichrist is going to be. He's going to be a dictator. Yeah. We're going to love him. Yeah. <clears throat> now, we, I say we as yeah, human, because I don't know, Lord willing, I won't love him. But the people that are pre-described to love him are going to love him. And they're going to truly think that he's the greatest thing since sliced bread. Now, communism, as thus, has not really presented that. They thought they were the, going to be communist. But I think see, he's just like every socialism, more of a socialist instead of a communist. Well, he's going to turn on them fast, though, oh, because yeah, the atrocities are going to begin. He's going to persecute the that's, church. Begin. That, that's what's going to be the 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 draw yeah. is going to be this. The atrocities are going to begin yeah. when, when once they love him. That's when it's going to start. But just the, like all communism does, <coughs> it, it, I mean that's the inevitability. That I believe is is that it's going to be a communism that, that once again ushers in, and this this technology we have is gearing our minds to be drone like to, to be. We are we're beginning to think the same, and, and be persuaded by the same. Yeah, but like um, you know, when we were talking about like Catholics and then we got into Protestants and okay. But then you have these new religions like Jehovah's Witness. Let's talk about yeah. that for a second. Okay. They are another religion that, first of all, has all their shit ass backwards. And then on top of that, they hide pedophiles. They actually go into the prisons and they look for nonviolent offenders. But that does not include rapists and yeah. pedophiles. They go to them because they believe that they can be, they can have salvation. They can be you know, fixed. Mm -hmm. And they go to them and they pass out all these tracks and shit and they, that's, if, I, okay, I, I watched a thing about it but then I also started reading up on it. Literally, about 30% of the Jehovah's Witness population comes from the penitentiaries. Wow. They take that. them out, they, 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 they place them in homes when they're, when they get out. They place them in homes, they give them positions in the church, and they pay them to work in the church. They make them like their pastors or whatever it is. I don't really know how their whole hierarchy inside and the they're church very, goes. They're very loose and in there, too, as far as their con It's not a very demean, a demanding on, on a discipline. Not on men. Yeah, on it's not women, very demanding on discipline. Like, now. you literally, the, the, the people, just the regular parishioners, they have to go every day and spend so many hours knocking on doors. They have so many hours. Yeah. They have to meet a week. I know. They, they, the of, quotas, uh, of that's preaching. They're known for it. Everyone's yeah. Like, oh, and, here comes a Jehovah's Witness. You know, and they can't, they, they can't take part in any kind of, you know, they can't have birthdays. They can't have Christmas. They can't, be, they can't go to sports events. Everything has to be solely focused on the Jehovah's Witness word and what they do. Yeah. And, but one of the reasons why their whole thing of they go and get convicts and whatnot is because of the fact that they believe that there's only, it's 44,000. Yeah, they actually they believe, believe that, that through the history of time, 
that they're picking these people out. Yeah, and everybody very, very. Now that's a very narrow number that the the Bible's already exceeded in the amount of saints that it has. I mean, so we've already gone past that. But they're saying, but here's the thing: it's not that these are the people that are going to come and try and rescue the rest of of us or whatever. That's all that's gonna yeah, make that, it. I that's know. That, they, they believe in the history of 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 a human yeah. So one hundred forty four thousand is the only number of salvation and rest. And so your atonement for what you've done wrong is the fact that you're gonna stay here, and that that's all you're gonna that and that your responsibility is to be a warrior. Mm-hmm. They teach them to to that, that you know when and they and, and they prophesize all the time. That the end is coming, the end is coming, the end is coming. Great control and, measure. <clears throat> but the thing is, is they also they have a rule that if you have a problem with somebody in the church, a pedophile, if there wasn't somebody else that witnessed that it happened, two or three witnesses, it yeah. never happened. Exactly. Yeah. So if you aren't extreme. allowed to go to the police, it has to be handled in church, and then the 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 elders. Will tell you what you raising your hand. I was, I was thinking too. Uh, I was like, is he raising his hand? But hold on, let me finish this. The elders decide whether you can go to the police or not, and all they do is they take that person who has beat somebody, molested them, whatever, stole from people, and they just move them to a yeah. different location, just like the just like the Catholics do. But nobody talks about it. Yeah. Because the Catholic Church is such a big thing well, in people's uh, no, eyes. No one's denying the atrocities are being done even now in the name yeah. of Christ. You know, but they're just just like the rest of you can see how we can see how false their doctrine is, but they strongly believe it, and they believe that it's okay to do what they do because their doctrine allows them to do that. It's a false doctrine, and oh. I, I, I hate to break this up. But my wife is asleep, and we're probably waking her up several times or whatever. <laughs> And it's like 12, yeah. past 12, and the kids are freaking being troopers. <laughs> They've actually let us alone this whole time. I what I was going to say, you know, you're talking about Jehovah's Witness. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, just think about it, there's two uh, musicians, uh, Dave Mustaine <laughs> and Blackie Walls from Wasp, who started, who grew up Jehovah's Witnesses. Mm-hmm. And both of them talked about, uh, they turned from religion for a long time because of that. Both of them have come back to it like, there's songs Dave won't do that he old bag of death songs and there's old yeah. wasp songs Blackie Lawless won't do anymore. Yeah. He said, Look, man, and both of them have said the Jehovah's Witnesses is what made me at first hostile to religion. Yeah. I just think that's interesting. Yeah, it's it's a very it's very mind twisting. But that's the thing, mm-hmm. is the fact that 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 last thing he said was being growing up in that environment turned people away from God because it's a false was you, you see how I was so anti God? You didn't realize that I was raised in a hippie cult. Oh, it was. A, a I mean, I want to ask hippie. you about that. Like, it was what? a Christian hippie cult, and they had a guru. So I saw the effects of things done in the name of Christ. What was his name? Dan Polly. Dan Polly. Dan Polly, if you're listening, yeah, I still believe you're a false prophet and a freaking false teacher. Well, did they have a are. name? Or Dan Polly, I don't know what the heck the name of the colony was. It was Dan Polly was a guru, and they, my parents were a freaking part of it. You know, that's all. That's all I know. I mean, that's all I really care about. You know. Yeah. But it turned me off. I mean, 
I struggled with belief in Christ as a kid, and the things never added up to me. I was like, if it's, if you die on the cross, me, why am I in constant peril going to hell? I just couldn't understand why that was such a great gift. It's like, why is that such a great gift? I want, why do I live in fear every day of going to hell? I didn't understand it because they yeah. didn't present a God who could properly save me. Yeah. They presented a weak God that is on me still to, to earn my salvation, which that's why Christ had to come. We can't do that. We have the inability and the simplest of don't eat this fruit even. Mm. The minute we're told not to do something, we immediately want to do it. Yep. It's a siren call to our nature that says rebel. So, but, but that's really, I'm sorry, we got to, oh, we've got to, because uh, it's it's late, it's late. We got the last thing, we <clears throat> the question of the episode. Yeah, what's the that? question? Okay. What's the most messed up thing you think religion has done, or been done okay. in the name of religion? Nez came in with killed millions of Native Americans. Tim Davis came in with sex with children. Joe Jenkins said all of it. Um, do you want me to go into the stuff Pixie said? What? Waking you up with the fish oh. front. That I have to talk about this. This is the last thing. This is how much I can't stand Jehovah's Witnesses. It's the only church that I ever called the cops on. <laughs> because they were having some sort of festival, which was totally against their beliefs, by the way. But they were having some sort of festival at the church at like 8 o'clock in the morning. And they had a DJ out there. They were had, The bass was so loud. It was shaking the windows of my house. And, of course, this was all before double digits. So, yes. I did call the popos and have them go over there and tell them to turn that shit down. <laughs> All right. Uh, cake bitch, Christina Zenders came in and said, Oh my God, I have feelings. I've been obsessed with spirituality and religion since as long as I can remember. So the most messed up thing religion has done isn't totally religion's fault. Faith leaders have convinced us that other people's religion is wrong and there's only one true path. And if that's true, there's literally no way of proving which path is the right one. So instead, we fight about it, wage wars over it, kill, demonize other people for their sexuality, faith, modesty, all to win favor with the sky dude, dudette, who may or may not exist, or who may or may not be the most powerful sky dude, dudette in the room. Uh, Ryan Sortness said, brainwash people, and Lance Lankford said, baptized me. The water did not turn black or boil. So, there. <laughs> so baptize you? Yes, baptize oh. <laughs> All right, well, we, um... <laughs> we really appreciate you spending all these hours. I know this isn't it seem like this is this long, but it has taken us oh, all day to get this done because oh we've God. lost so much crap. Went <laughs> I went to Hoover to get Chick Fil A. My God, Jesus Chicken. Hoover when you can go to Burger King that's right now. Because Burger King's nasty, and Chick Fil A is Jesus's chicken. No, Thank no. you. Freaking Burger King is the most awesome flavor. Period. <laughs> the Impossible Whopper ain't bad. Okay. Burger King is freaking <laughs> fire when it comes to flavor. They've got it dominated. They have dominated them. Okay. Okay. Chick Fil A can't hold a candle to that. I'm. I'm. I, look. You believe what you want to believe? I believe what I would have believed. I will show you in scripture. <laughs> anyway, guys, thank y'all for tuning in with us. Um, I'll figure out what we're going to do for next week, and I'll post it up in the group. Um, Adam, thank you for spending all this time. Amanda, My wife Amanda for, couldn't make yeah. it. She would work tonight, so she, so, she, and she's not going to. But she did, she did chime in. She, she was there. But um, anyway, we love you guys, and we'll see y'all next week. Good night. Later.